With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Morning, everyone. Welcome to The Odds Couple. Uh, Christmas cheer is in the air. It's been done. It's dusted. We've all eaten too much. I walked in here and sat in the chair this morning. I'm a little rounder than I was last week, but that's this time of year. That's the way it should be. Simon Marshall, he's uh, he's having an extended Christmas. He's away. Long time to come yet. We've got a ripping fella sitting in the chair on the other side. David Taggart joins me on our New Year program. Let's call it our New Year program, Tags. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the New Year program. Thank you, Scoob. And, uh, yeah, it looks like uh, the festivities have got the better of everyone, hasn't it, with the little uh, <laughs> the little uh, intro this morning with, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. but yeah, We uh, won't worry a bit too much about that. We're all... a little bit later than we, we usually yes. at uh, eight minutes after eight o'clock. But the good thing is we're here. Correct. Wait. So uh, it's going to be a ripping show. We've got Lloyd Kennywell coming on. Uh, and uh, Nine yeah. race card at the Valley today. Hope this rain stays away. Jeez, you nearly got that. Nearly got that. Hope it rains last up. week, didn't you? Oh, last leg, oh, ran second. We had a little discussion last week, didn't we? In, in an 18-horse field, you put two in the last leg. I did have two in another leg, too, and they got the money. Yeah, they there was the only money. 11 or 12 oh, in that race. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah you're hard. Two you put in. You're hard. Oh, not being hard. The bottom line is we haven't got the quaddy. Yeah, well, we want anyway, it today. We will. Even the uh, the best around the country are, are going down too. So I think a little bit too much eggnog over the the Christmas festivities. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll bounce back and uh, try and back a few winners coming into the new year. Yeah, as Dave uh, said, Lloyd Kennywell, Kennywell will be joining us a little bit later on. We're also trying to track down Tony McAvoy and Johnny Sadler to see uh, get their thoughts of Mooney Valley today, in particular Tony McAvoy who's got a very smart two-year-old running up in Queensland today. Yeah, it's in the Bruce McLaughlin. Uh, it was a second emergency last week, never got a run. Uh, he went up there uh, thinking it was going to get a run. There was only a field of 10, uh, and yet there was another race over 1,000 metres, and they had 12 runners in it. So uh, Tony missed the boat there, uh, probably because he, he didn't have a, hadn't trialled it officially, and, of course, it was going to be first in the ballot. But anyway, it's in the day. It's in the weaving money, and we'll see how smart it is. They do say it's his next sunlight. It'd be interesting to see what happens and unfolds with the Magic Millions just around the corner there. It's the big race day coming up in a fortnight. in a week or two's time, uh, or a fortnight from today, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, fortnight from today up in Queensland, the uh, the Magic Millions Carnival. Well, far too often in, in racing we're greeted with, um, with um, terrible news, sad news, and this week has been no different from a, a, a racing perspective. Uh, Ty England, who was up fulfilling a contract in Hong Kong, um, had a, a quite an innocuous fall um, uh, in Hong Kong. But uh, unfortunately, it's 
Uh, the ramifications of that fall have been some very serious spinal injuries. He's now back in Australia. He's had some surgery since he's been back in Australia. But, uh, you know, a statement put out by the family this week, and, and Ty's got some real uh, challenges in front of him, uh, as has uh, wife and family. And from the odds couple point of view and the racing community point of view, we, we wish Ty well and, and all associated with Ty our uh, thoughts and prayers uh, are with you. Uh, it's a, a very tough time for them and uh, any any issue with uh, jockey injuries, uh, particularly as severe as spinal injuries, um, is, a, is um, a terrible experience for all involved. So we really hope it's at the better end of a, a diagnosis and not the worst end of a diagnosis for, uh, for Ty, his wife, uh, young family and, uh, and all those associated with him. So our thoughts and prayers are with Ty England, which leads us to uh, the National Jockeys Trust game. Now, that's on the 21st of January. They play for the David Taggart Cup, and I've got him sitting across from me, as I've uh, mentioned uh, earlier. Uh, 21st of January, Williamstown Cricket Club. Uh, it's, it's a fantastic day. And on the back of you know, talking about um, Ty England, you know, everyone, if possible, get down to the Williamstown Cricket Club. I think it's on from 12 to 4 on the 21st of January. It'll be fantastic to have you down there and supporting uh, uh, the men and women that get on the back of these horses and entertain us uh, day in, day out uh, from a racing perspective. And there are a couple of pretty good teams, Tex. Yeah, and bring your kids too. The, the kids love it. There's plenty of activities there for them. Uh, and it's just it's amazing, that outside of racing, the respect that people have for, for what the jockeys do and what they put themselves through. Uh, it's As I said, the, the all-star team, you, you've, got, you've got living legends like Archie Thompson, you know, the Melbourne victory. Oh, the Socceroos. Uh, he's playing the head AFL co- uh, man, Gillan McLaughlin. He's he's he making would. his debut. I'll tell you what, Gill would want to be pitching him up against the jocks. Cause <laughs> he's about six foot eight, Gill. If he bowls with any sort of pace, he'd want to be pitching him up. They'll be coming through chin height off a length. Correct. And I'm not sure if this man can hold a bat, but, uh, bat, but Brendan Favola, he's, he's coming down too and playing. And, and of course, it's, it's only getting bigger on the jockey side. Everyone's coming down, like Willie Pikes from coming over Perth. from Perth. Yep. Jamie Carr's representing South Australia. She's coming down. Uh, Corey Brown and uh, Brenton Abdallah from New South Wales. Tegan Harrison from Queensland. Everyone's getting together involved. And, of course, uh, it's just going to – it just gets bigger and better every year. I think this is our seventh year. Uh, we've gone away from Caulfield Park after three or four years. Yep. And it's, he's at Williamstown this year. So uh, hopefully we can raise some good funds. We raised over 114000 last year. Uh, we'll try and get that number again today because, uh, well, sorry, on the 21st of January, uh, because as you say, talking about Ty, he will need ongoing uh, support. Even support all for most of his life now. So uh, that's what the trust is uh, formed for, for, for jockeys that do fall on hard times and their families. Okay. Um, National Jockeys Trust Match, 21st of January, the Williamstown Cricket Ground. Williamstown Cricket Ground, uh, 12 to 4. The details, you know, I, I think there's a Facebook page. Facebook page, always, yes. yeah. Um, and also uh, uh, go to the Racing Victoria website and all those details there for the National Jockeys Trust game. But that's at Williamstown Cricket Ground, 12 to 4 on the 21st of January. It'd be great to, um, to have you down there and supporting it. Jeez, there's been some racing going on. It's an amazing it's boxing nonsense. day. You sort of you finish Christmas Day and you wake up and there's six or seven meetings on everywhere. New Year's mm. Day is going to be the same. Yep. It's uh, it's it's actually nice to have a have sort of just just an ordinary horse here in at work <laughs> at the moment because there is ample opportunity to to go and get some little riches. Uh, yeah, but as 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 you say, there's racing everywhere. All the little country clubs they 
this is where it's their time to shine as well. You have little uh, Gumbauer Cups on and and that Kareen Cups. So it it is good if you have just a little handy horse that's, that's ticking over and uh, you can earn, earn a bit of prize money. Um, nine races at the Valley today. Uh, you know, good size fields at the Valley. A nice two-year-old race to to kick the card off. You mentioned earlier, you know, it, you want the rain to stay away. The form you've done today is all for, for dry track, and we're on a good four. I don't... I'd be surprised if we got too much rain. We just need the rain over the MCG. That's all we need. <laughs> <laughs> we might we not, might need more than rain uh, over um, over the MC, MCG, I think. Uh, as I mentioned, Lloyd Kennywell's going to join us. Uh, he's got a couple of really interesting runners today. I want to talk to Lloyd, uh, if you remember... Um, not long ago, Caulfield announced that you know within five years the trainers will be off track at Caulfield. I think they're hoping they all head down to uh, Pakenham. Uh, that didn't seem to be um, overly embraced by the the trainers themselves. And Lloyd's only come over from South Australia in the last twelve months, so interesting to get his thoughts on on one where his stable sits. If he's uh, gone any further down the track on where he will land from a housing point of view for his stable after Caulfield closes and. Uh, um, his runners today, and also um, if he's got anything going at the Magic Millions, which we mentioned in two weeks' time. That, that's a great day. It's associated with the sale. The Magic Millions yearling sale um, starts up in Queensland on, I think it's the Wednesday pre that race meeting on the Saturday. Uh, it's a real carnival sort of atmosphere up there. They sell, sell for four or five days. Um, the race is built around, and the only horses you can have in the race are horses that have been bought at a Magic Million sale. And Lloyd's had a bit of luck last year, Vidora winning, uh, his Group 1 winning mare too, uh, and Joe Bowditch, they're, they're formidable combination, they're very good mates, so we'll find out more when we speak to Lloyd. Uh, we certainly will. We're going to take our first uh, break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. On the odds couple here, the New Year's edition that's been named this morning. Lloyd Kennywell, not far away, uh, having a chat with us here on the odds couple. Don't go away, it's 17 minutes after 8. On 1116 SEN, the odds couple with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to this festive Saturday on The Odds Couple. Let's hope uh, we can find you a, a winner at the Valley as the day goes on and uh, you can enjoy your festive season uh, even further with a few shekels in the pocket. Someone who may be able to help, David Taggart and myself and you, our listeners, uh, with that is Lloyd Kennywell, who's got uh, a couple of nice runners at, at the Valley this afternoon. He joins us uh, on um, The Odds Couple this morning. Morning, Lloyd. Good morning, Simon. How are you? I'm very well. What about you? Um, a, a touch heavier, heavier for the experience on the 25th, were you? <laughs> no, not too bad. Not too bad. We've had a pretty good session all week and uh, had a good Christmas staff party and uh, everything went well and and the week with a, a nice winner last night at Cranbourne, so things have uh, kicked off well for the weekend. It's a hell of a busy time this part of the year. I mean, there's race meetings everywhere. You know, come... Um, Boxing Day, you can go six six or seven different ways. 
Yeah, it's very active, that's for sure. We've got uh, obviously not a huge team here at the moment. We're just awaiting to move into our new barn at Corfu. Uh, it's just about ready for us with more boxes and uh, a bigger influx of horses, but we've still got... Uh, Fair few runners on on Friday, yesterday, and today and Tuesday, so it's good good time to be racing, that's for sure. Yeah, Lloyd, stay with Taggart here, mate. Um, yeah, we we touched uh, on before a good mate of yours, Joe. He's he has he taken Christmas off, has he? Uh, no, that you... well, he did in fourth Wales, Dave. He uh, <laughs> got suspended again at Flemington and uh, give him a little spray as well. I think he's uh, thinks he's getting unfairly dealt with a little bit. He's just marginally moving and. He went 700 rides in Adelaide without a suspension, uh, so he's copped about more than Miracle Mal would have copped in uh, 12 months here, I reckon. Yeah, so he's uh, he's de- definitely getting the, the the new new guys' treatment here in Victoria. So, but he's uh, as long as he's getting the money on my horses, I don't care too much. Well, we love to put out a welcome mat when new new people arrive, Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, well, we've uh, we've settled him well, and, and Joe settled him well, but he just probably needs a little bit of a, a run along where he can get some consistency in his riding. But uh, I'm sure that'll come. Lloyd, before we get to your runners at the Valley today, the Magic Millions coming up next week. You've had success out of the Magic Millions, particularly with uh, with your mare Vidora. Firstly, where's Vidora at, and when do you head up to Magic Millions, and what sort of uh, your modus operandi when you get up there this year? Yeah, look, we've obviously had great success up there. I think I've won three of the million-dollar races up there, and we've had really good success in doing that. The Heros was uh, one of the first ones I won the three-year-old race with. He was a $6,500 buy out of Adelaide sale, and was just well-placed and uh, good timing, and he got the money, which was good. And obviously, Vidora's been terrific. Um, she's been really good for us. Uh, for me, from personally, I think she's obviously helped get my name out there, and uh, I've probably helped get her to where she had to get to as well. So... She's been terrific. She's currently at Merrick Station on the Mornington Peninsula just having a, a little let-up. She's just having a month off. She'll be back. Uh, I'm going to visit her on, on Monday. And uh, my New Year's gift will be her coming into work on, on the Wednesday. <laughs> so we'll get her in. And uh, I haven't got a fully set plan yet. I've got a few ideas in my head. But um, obviously Adelaide sort of rings a few bells for the Saints to a bit of unfinished business there. We just haven't had a lot of luck within the last two years going into that race. So uh, we're keen to sort of try and get to that. But at the same time, there were a few other races and a few other options as well because pretty keen to, to try and get another Group 1 with her before she uh, goes sayonara off to the breeding barn next season. Nothing wrong with winning a Group 1 on your home track, the Oakley Plate. So, uh, yeah, all the best with her in the autumn. Um, as we you, get to... you, you've, been, you've been tapping my phone, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just pretty, pretty obvious, mate. I feel like she gets... I actually spoke to the handicapper during that last week about that. So that's an option as well. But I think she's probably well-weighted with 55 and a half in a race like that. Yeah, come... the handicap, so. they, they always come in well with the mayor's allowance, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. It definitely helps. So that'll be on the agenda, but just whether she's got enough time up her sleeve for that. It's uh, late Feb, so we'll work it out. And if she gets there in time for that, well, that's definitely an option. Beautiful. Now, at today at Mooney Valley, you've got a couple of runners, as we said. Uh, hopefully, you can continue the, the trend. Our guest had a, had a fat day last week with Robbie Griffiths training a winner as well as uh, Danny O'Brien, too. You've got Mayus Angel in uh, race two, number six. Uh, geez, he was, he's a nice colt on the up here. He was... He won good first up. He sort of did. He just hit the flat spot last start. Oh, uh, Joe had to pop out probably about six, seven hundred out. The horse is a ready to run horse, Dave. He's um, Sean Buckley bought him as a breeze up horse, and he's done. He's been really well placed early on. Uh, he was a bit immature, and he come really nice, obviously for a win at Mooney Valley at Flemington the other day. Just over raced and really wanted to get on with it. He's been a work in progress. We've tried to get him to relax and settle as good as we can. A uh, bit of conjecture whether we should have gone to the mile or stay at sort of six or seven furlongs with him. Sean was very keen to get him up to the mile, so 
under his his instructions and my training ability, we've we've tried to have him ready as we can and as fit as we can for the mile. So. I think the horse is a miler eventually, just whether he's mentally ready to cope with it. He just needs to relax and do things right today. So if he does, I think he's going to be very hard to beat. He's in the right race. Well, he's the horse on the up with uh, many of these had their chances already, as you know. And in race four, Invisible Girl uh, always takes a run or two to get to her best, uh, draws another bad gate. She'll most likely get back, and she's $19 with Sportsbet. Yeah, look, she's actually got a good chance. If she can just sweep into the race, I think she'll run really well. Uh, she didn't have any luck the other night at the Valley in the 955 with Joey. Had Craig Williams laying all over him in second last place, coming to the corner when he needed to be out and rolling. She's actually come on really good from that. She needed it, and uh, she's tightened up well, and she's a man that actually sprints pretty well on her day, so I wouldn't be shocked if she actually ran home and, and ran a really good race. So I think she's a horse. If you can see them making ground in the first couple of races, uh, she's a horse that will get back and swoop hard late. Lloyd, you mentioned earlier uh, the new barn at Caulfield. Uh, just give us a, a bit of background. How many boxes have you got there now? I know we spoke to you on our racing coverage during the spring um, uh, out at Mooney Valley, uh, but just give us an upgrade on, on what boxes you've got there now and what you're going to end up with with the new barn. Yeah, we've got 18 at the moment, Simon, and uh, that's been just perfect with Adelaide ticking along nicely. Uh, we're going to 31. We'll be moving in next to Mick Price, and it looks a, a really nice barn. The boys here have renovated it, and it's uh, ready to move in late January. So not far away. just means that I'll be able to get more of my operation over here uh, and sort of wind Adelaide down a little bit with, obviously, everything that's been going on there. I just want to s- slow it up a little bit and get, obviously, uh, my clients are really keen, obviously, to, to secure our base and spot in Melbourne, and I just want to make sure that we do the right thing by them and our horses and everyone here. So... Really looking forward to uh, getting into there and, and sinking our teeth into it. And you mentioned Vidora's back um, early next week. Uh, when do you head up to the Magic Millions and start having a look at the yearlings up there and what are you expecting when you get there? Yeah, I'll head up next Saturday and uh, we'll obviously go through a fair, fair few of the yearlings. We've got a few guys that are on the grounds that will be doing a bit of super work for me, which is good. Don't usually do that, but it's... Uh, that time of year and it's very busy and uh, there's so many horses in these sales now. I think uh, you do need a, a good team on the ground to, to get around and look at as many as you can. And uh, I'll be there sort of eyeing off a few horses. We've always sort of bought a few out of the Gold Coast, had a bit of luck, and um, that nothing will change this year. We'll be, we'll be there purchasing and uh, getting them up on our website and syndicating them and having a, a big open day at the new place in February. Excellent. And just a quick update on where you guys are at as a... Uh, as, as a training team, I suppose, at Caulfield, no one greeted the news very um, pleasantly when it was announced that, you know, sort of within five years, um, training will cease at Caulfield. Has there been any upgrade or update on that um, since that announcement earlier in the spring? Not really, Simon. It's uh, obviously disappointing. I sort of, I think I might have been the mock. I moved in and all of a sudden we're getting our, our marching <laughs> orders for five years' time. But, um, look, I think everyone uh, is in the grants. They wouldn't want to move in, in, in a million years if they didn't have to. But unfortunately, uh, this has come into play and we've just got to work out the best arrangement and agreement to, to get everyone where they want to go, I guess. It's a bit like uh, footy in the off-season, isn't it? If uh, you've got to trade people out, you've got to move them to the destination they want to go. So I'm sure the MRC will have to just work overtime with the BRC and, and get everyone where they've got to go. All right, we wish you well with... Um... Uh, your purchases up north, uh, your runners up north, your runners here today and uh, the future at Caulfield. Thanks, Simon. Thanks, Dave. Good on you. Lloyd Kennywell joining us there. A couple of good chances at uh, Mooney Valley today. Uh, race two, number six, and race four, number two. Which is the 
two best of the, which is the best out of those two, well, in your opinion? Well, he's actually he's gave, gave given a push to Invisible Girl at the nineteen dollars, hasn't he? So, uh, and of of course, uh, race four, first four races in Melbourne and Sydney with Sportsbet. If you run second or third, money back up to fifty dollars. And we thank Sportsbet, great supporters here of the Odds Couple. Time for us to go to the newsroom now with Alex Alex Riddell. On 1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Thanks to Sportsbet. Simon Marshall not with it. David Taggart in the the hot seat with me uh, this morning as uh, it ticks over to 8.38.20. What's that make it? 22 minutes to 9 o'clock. That's what it is here uh, at the SEN Odds Couple. Thanks to Sportsbet. Uh, interesting talking to Lloyd Kennywell tags uh, a few moments ago about the movement of the trainers from Caulfield to where they're going to land once training is shut down at Caulfield. There's a lot to take into account. It's not just as simple as getting another barn and, and, and let's go. You know, certain training tracks suit trainers, certain um, training tracks suit horses, certain boxes suit horses, certain environments suit horses. You know, up, up, that upheaval, you know, can really create a lot of challenges for a trainer. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how you think in, uh, oh, well, going from one barn to another. It can disrupt the horse's preparation, uh, especially working tracks. Uh, we found it about 18 months ago when Robbie Griffiths just moved from Cranbourne to Cranbourne. Like, n- none of the training tracks had changed, but he just took six months to get going. It's, the horses just went from one barn into another, and uh, they they struggled. Mm. Um, yeah, I was having a few words with the staff and Robbie himself, and he goes, "I've just I'm just finding it hard for these horses just to fit back in to their normal routine, different environment, even though they're still trained out at Cranbourne." So, uh, yeah, to to actually make a big move like that from Caulfield to Packenham, it's going to be a big adjustment, and you 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 do find that, and that's why it's so much praise with these international horses that come over too, because they've got to acclimatise. They're coming out of out of their some oh well. Yeah, their 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 autumn coming yep. out of their winter into the, yeah coming into their winter I should say into our summer so and and of course horses coming from the the southern hemisphere even northern hemisphere into Asia uh, and that's where the big battle is too so if you don't acclimatise you'll never never get to your full potential yeah, you'll of, you often hear uh, people talking about you know horses arriving in Australia and you know, for example at at um, at, at Werribee. And the first statement you'll ever hear from a trainer, I know, uh, on their tucker, you're really happy the way they've settled in because the bottom line is your car doesn't run without petrol. Yep. And and t- food is the petrol for a horse. It, it gives the energy, uh, uh, the vitamins, the minerals it needs for its its system to thrive and then to run at its maximum potential. And uh, that's the first thing trainers want to happen and owners want to happen when their horses arrive from overseas. So to a... A lesser scale, but it doesn't mean that the horses won't react just as badly to travelling from the northern hemisphere to the southern hemisphere. Is you know going to a different stable? They've, they've, it's a whole new environment, and it takes them time in their system to adjust to exactly what's happening. And that's probably why they're out here six weeks. It's uh, prior to them racing. Uh, but as you say, they're just trying to fit into that into that way of life and, get, and getting back into their routine, especially after a. Um, a 20-hour flight out here too, and then they've probably had a couple of stops in between. But uh, as you say, Tucker, if they're not getting their oats, they're getting the, the power, and water's another thing too. Uh, I know a lot of trainers, uh, I remember old Jim Serkey, when he used to come down to Flemington, uh, used to train at Coleraine, 
uh, with when he used to bring Dandy Andy. Mm. Uh, he'd bring his water down because Dandy Andy wouldn't drink the the Melbourne City water. He had to bring the ball water down from Coal Range. Wow. So, yeah, for him to drink. So, and that's another another uh, vital vital uh, part of their their training as well. So they've got to keep hydrated. The uh, interesting. Um you know, for trainers and adjusting, then you move from Caulfield, you know, whether you go to Pakenham, wherever you, you, you end up, uh, you know, maybe Ballarat. Well, then Ballarat, you know, yes, you've got circular tracks, but you've got that uphill track. So then the challenge also is does, how much work do you give a horse working uphill when you've been training all your life horses around in a circle on, a, uh, on turf or artificial ground around a circle? How do you then say, well, what amount of work equates to the other. So when they're going up the hills, again, you've got this challenge of saying, where's the balance? And you can see where, where stables could go right off the boil, whether they're under-training or over-training their horses in those different surrounds. And that's where a trainer will have to adjust, of course, uh, and make changes. You'll, you'll probably get the feelers out and, uh, and ask questions to local trainers that have been there all their lives uh, and just then try and work it out. And it's going to be... It, you're going to get a lot wrong before you get it right. Mm. So, as you say, and then and that's that's all the adjustment. So it's yeah, it's as you say, you, these are professional athletes that we're dealing with too, and there's a lot of money at stake. And yeah, you don't want too many stuff ups. But when when it happens, it's uh, yeah because there's too much, as you say, too much money at stake, and and you want everything to go go right. Yeah, so you can understand why trainers are are kicking up a fuss if you like. You know, saying gee whiz, it's. It's tough on their business as well because you know if they they have three or four months off and aren't you know at a level that the racing public are, are accustomed to where they are on the trainers' table and and how many you know good spring horses they may have on a regular basis. Suddenly they they fall off that mantle for a little while. Well, that affects the business of people wanting to give them horses. So there's a lot to take into account here. And and a lot of owners are very impatient too. That's why we race a lot of two year olds because they want that quick buck. Mm. Now if you're not getting that results in that first three four months, you'll see you'll start to see horses leave your stable and go elsewhere too. So uh, you've got to be very patient and you've got to trust the your trainer that yeah in the hands of that, yeah. with that no, horse. Certainly trainer. do. Uh, going to be interesting times uh, at Caulfield and, and from what we gather, also Flemington. They're they're looking at a similar sort of proposal to to open up uh, the grounds of Flemington for uh, uh, all things outside of horse training and moving the horse training. Uh, to another location, but you know that's a work in progress, and, and you would think that's a lot of years off, but uh, it's definitely in the pipeline. Well, Matty Allerton, he's he's been very vocal about it. He's not happy, is he? So, uh, training horses, it's it's a seven day a week job. Uh, you don't get much social time, and that's what Matty's complaining about. He goes, "I love my city life. Uh, I've got the best of both worlds. I've got my horses, and then I can go and and go out and and meet my owners for dinner." You go out to Pakenham. You got to drive an hour into town mm. in the in the traffic. You, the time runs out. There's only 24 hours in the day, and that's what Maddie's complaining about. Well, you mentioned uh, there a little time ago tags about uh, young horses and getting them up and running and getting a return from owners. That's exactly what we kick off with today uh, at Mooney Valley. Uh, let's have a look at the odds. Uh, thanks to Sportsbet, race one, this two-year-old race. Uh, what's uh, what's happening yeah, betting-wise? Race one, yes, 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 is all the rage here. Last start winner uh, was beaten by a very smart one of Jason Warren's, and then he came out and won in in good fashion down the straight of Flemington. So he's been very well supported. Two sixty in odds on now, dollar eighty. So uh, with Sportsbet, you could probably near have a free hit there because if you run second or third, you'll get your money back. 
Uh, race race two, good money has come for number six, Mars Angel, who we spoke to Lloyd, uh, 380 and a 3.20. Uh, the one I thought was to beat Zoo York, he's on the drift, 380 out to 4.60. And wow. Yeah, we get to race three. Last start winner, number nine, Sora for the Hayes Camp, 280 and a 2.35. And big go for the Paddy Payne horse, JJ DR, number five, $9 in a six fifty for the claim for Nathan Punch too. So wow. he gets in well yeah. with the weights. Is it just me? Or, this time of year, Paddy loves to have one backed off the map, Paddy Payne. He just seems to Very get smart it right. man. Very, very <laughs> yes. good horseman, Paddy. Always has been. That might just be my special of the day, the JJ DR. Yeah, we go to race four, number 10, crack the code, uh, Price Oliver, five fifty and a four twenty. So it's it's been a very good good go. As long as uh, as well as Mick Price is in the next as well. Race five, number eleven, Ocean X, three twenty and a two fifty. So they're the ones that that have been um, very well supported. Uh, as you say, go to your sports bet app and money back if your horse has run second or third uh, up to fifty dollars. All right, time to put the heat on you. Six, seven, eight, nine are going to be our our quaddy legs for today. Um, I was I was very critical of you last week. I was super critical of you. you know, yeah. One of the races had eighteen runners, and you put two horses in. Eighteen runners. You put the pressure on me. It's better two than horses. having one out. Every time I have a one out, they usually get the well, money. Well, you couldn't but... have one out in an eighteen horse race, oh. surely. Oh, you've got well, to, you know, and your last leg, you've got the first three legs in last week, and then suddenly you said, oh. Oh, let's just uh, go against all odds and put two in. Yeah, and of course the third selection gets the money too. When oh, uh, I hear yeah, JD Sadler yeah. was a very happy man after Usain Bolt had won. Okay, now let's uh, let's start with our uh, our first leg of the quaddy, which is race six. Uh, another coldie at eleven dollars. Double bluff, no one wants. Uh, Beauty Way has uh, been solid at five fifty. Masculino's the one uh, they've come for three sixty into two ninety. El Galil uh, has been solid at two fifty and two sixty all the way through. Yeah, they look the obvious uh, two numbers four and five. Masculino and El Galil. I think they should fight it out. Uh, there's no value there. We're going to throw Beauty Way in. Uh, they're opted uh, with the claim, which is very smart. Reardon takes a whole three kilo. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll take the whole three kilos. Actually, he might just claim the two and a half. Uh, with he's battling with the weight, so it was a solid win first up. Uh, has to get around the valley too, so it's the first time around Mooney Valley. So the numbers here are three, four, and five. Three, four, and five in the first leg. Masculino worry you at all? What do you mean worry me at all? Oh, He's in the is leg. He a bit of um, Jekyll and Hyde. <laughs> he found his race last week, yeah. uh, two weeks can ago. Can he find it again after two duck eggs? Well, that's that's the thing. He needed all runs. of the Flemington straight to run down. Run oh, down the hill. yeah. So, yeah. Well, as you say, you could even take El Galil one out, but no, you can't. You can't leave out Mascalino. He's he's at that right. He's at that right grade too. So he he stays in. And uh, as you say, the the Kiwi horse Beauty Way, she he has to he has to go in too. Okay, race seven is the second leg of the Quaddy at Mooney Valley. Um, race over twenty five hundred meters uh, for the for the uh, long distance uh, girls and yeah. boys. Um, Mazaz number one five fifty into four eighty, uh, pleasuring eighteen dollars into thirteen dollars, which is interesting. Um, as you're right, eleven dollars into eight fifty. Goodwood Zodiac eleven into eight fifty. Cartoon uh, solid at five fifty, just drifted from four eighty. Uh, the Gadding Ball, uh, which the, hope there's a few Gadding Balls at the MCG today to uh, the Indians. Not so much to our boys. Um, eleven dollars into eight. Uh, there's. It's a really interesting betting race. This Diamond Grace has had support at nine dollars. Uh, Chapel, uh, three eighty from four twenty. 
Stormy Shore, uh, no one wants, and Anaman, no one wants either. This is a tough little race, uh, Scoob. It's, all of these basically go around uh, Animal Racing at the Valley, not Flemington. It's all the crafty devil form. Uh, as you say, Cartorum, uh, we'll find this easier than the Pakenham Cup. Uh, the Gadding Bull, great name by Hardspun, out of Art of Deception. So he's at odds and uh, will improve with the shades going on him today too. So this is where we're trying to find some value. And even number seven, Diamond Grace, uh, look for her to run a race. Uh, she went straight up to 2,500 last hour after her first up run over 1,800. So I've gone wide here, hoping for some value. So the numbers are 135, 6, 7, 10. 135, 6, 7, and 10 in the second leg. Okay, let's go to the uh, third leg, which is race eight over the 1,000 metres and the 2,500 metre to the 1,000 metre. And uh, the ones that the punters want at the moment, uh, Makahoo Boy has been solid at 8.50. Uh, Miss Norway's the one that um, will start favourite, I would think, $4 to $3.30. And the other in contention uh, to, oh, how do you say that, to Billacy. To Billacy. Yeah, Billacy. Yeah. Billacy. Um, Steve Richards, the trainer, four dollars sixty to five dollars. So they're the they're the most popular at the top of the betting page. I think this race will come down to Barriers, who gets a, a softer run uh, throughout, and that's uh, why number one Belwazi he drops in grey, uh, and this is a winnable race for him too, and we'll get the run of the race. Uh, number six, Miss Norway, her best form is when fresh, as we saw the other day, uh, but can't can't leave her out. Like I can, the six, uh, Billsy. I just think he's drawn te- te- terribly. He'll be doing a tough out wide. So the numbers here are 1, 6, 10 and 12. 1, 6, 10 and 12 for the third leg. And the final leg, which is race nine, as I bring it up on my sports bet screen. And uh, thermal current is at 7.50. Aslaw, $2.70. 3.50 for our Luca. Uh, we go down the page, $9 for Essence of Terror. Uh, 18 and $9 for Murphy's Reward and Pravro. Um, uh, but uh, the two in betting, Ash Law and Al Luca. How are you going to go in yeah. this final leg, Tags? Well, Ash Law is coming back from the winter bottom stakes uh, where he run unbelievably well and draws uh, to win the race as well. Uh, number four, Tildy Lad. Uh, he ain't coming here for a holiday. He's coming all the way from Border Town. Uh, and has had a victory here, and that was over Ashlaw, so he has to go in too. So the numbers are here, are two, three, and four. Two, three, and four in the final leg. Two, three, four in the final leg. Let's just recap those numbers. David Taggart's uh, quaddy here at uh, Mooney Valley today, <laughs> our festive day. First leg of the quaddy, three, four, and five? Correct. Oh, Buttons has joined us. Uh, race seven, which is the second leg of the quaddy, one, three, five, six, seven, ten. Race eight, the third leg of the quaddy, one, six, ten, and twelve. And race nine, the final leg of the quaddy, two, three, and four. We've got all that right. Two hundred and sixteen dollars, that quaddy. Two hundred and sixteen dollars for a dollar. Correct. Okay, so if I had half of that, would that cost me one hundred and eight? Correct weight. And if I had half of that, which will be twenty five percent, yeah, it cost me fifty four. You're pretty quick on your abacus today. Is that the calculator? That's the, that's the agent calculator. It's <laughs> the odds couple thanks to Sportsbet. We're going to take a break, come back with uh, David Taggart's best ride around the country, see if we can find a winner to um, pay for those Christmas gifts we all overspent on.
1116 SEN, The Odds Couple, with Simon O'Donnell and Simon Marshall. Welcome back to The Odds Couple. Thanks to Sportsbet. Uh, great to have your company for the last hour or so. Uh, we're coming to a conclusion of our festive show in between Christmas and New Year. And uh, we now have a moment to go around the country and figure out uh, what is your best bet of the day. Very important that you get this right, David. You've had a bit of a lean time yeah, in the best bet. So first time for everything. Let's let's lift a bit, shall yeah, we? I'm going for actually four outs in a row, so that's uh, that's unusual. So no one's <laughs> keeping count. I, yeah. I, am, I am. You want to lift yeah. a bit? Anyway, we're going to Sydney. Race six, number one. The Group One winning filly. Now a mare coming, returning back. Ella uh, Elise. I think she'll win first up. Right. Uh, looks like racing too, her and Fell Swoop. And, of course, don't forget the two-year-old in the Bruce McLaughlin uh, Magic Million. Yeah, what's it, number 14? Number Race five, number 14. Yeah, okay, from Tony McAvoy. Yes, the big raps, big spruiks. I'm very interested to see her go around today. Okay, well, I haven't had four outs like you've had. I've had three out of four. Uh, and I'm, I'm putting two through today. I'm putting two through. Uh, and I mentioned it earlier, race three, number five, JJDR. I love it when there's a bit of money for Paddy Payne's horses. That's at Mooney Valley? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Uh, he's right on right on speed, uh, Paddy Payne. So when the money's there, I like it. So that's where I'm going in Melbourne, race three, number five, JJDR. And then we're going to slide down to Stony Creek after race three. You had to bring Stony Creek into it. Yeah, that's I where, have that's to where I had Stony my career Creek. ending for. Now I'm getting flashbacks. I won't sleep tonight. Okay. Well, I don't think that's a bad thing for you not to sleep. Um, or, no, I'd rather you sleep. Yeah, I'm not sure. Let's see how you go today in your quaddy. At race six, number eight. Race six, number eight, my best from Stony Creek. We have a winner at the Valley. have a running double into that one at Stony Creek. Merry Christmas. Pay for all uh, your Chrissy presents. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. Have a ripping new year. Enjoy it. Be safe. Be happy. We wish you well for 2019 when we join you again next Saturday on The Odds Couple. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.